glad Reagan did. It is 10 p.m. at BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. You babies have dived feet first into that eclectic stew that is known as the Midnight Prowl. Babies, this is your musical savior, Steve Fox. Tonight, tonight it's time to take a stand. Tonight, Steve Fox gets personal. Steve Fox gets political. Steve Fox is going to open your minds to the biggest threat this planet has ever seen. Steve Fox is going to talk to you, babies. Do not... Let the fuckers get you down on the Midnight Prowl. Down. Don't let them tickle with the song Don't let the fuckers get you down Don't let them wonder why you frown Don't let the fuckers get you down Or steal the freel of feeling young And you can hide them with a key Don't let them take you away from
four, five, seven, six, six, eight, nine, nine, the stakes to make a world in which all of God's children can live or to go into the dark. We must either love each other or we must die. Vote for President Johnson on November 3rd. The stakes are too high for you to stay home. Fox here, hanging with you on another Midnight Prowl, right here at BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Babies, this is uh, it's a hard week. It's a hard week. I know we're here to rock, we're here to have fun, but I got a lot on my mind. After this last week, you know, I stayed on the sidelines, I talk about revolution, but it's time. It's time, babies. I can't let it go any farther. I have a statement. 
I have a statement tonight. And I'm going to elucidate on that statement. I'm going to make it a very detailed diatribe. That statement just happens to be Donald Trump is a unique threat to America. You got that right, babies. Steve Fox is here to say Donald Trump is a unique threat to America. And I will read from people who are much smarter than this DJ sitting in a booth tonight and talk about how much of a threat he's going to be if he's elected President of the United States. And you and I cannot let that happen. This is not a matter of ideology. This is a matter of a vitriolic, vindictive narcissist who might have his finger on the button of mass destruction. You may not what you may not have gotten what you liked in the primary election, but this is what we got, and that is what we wanted. More coming later. Stay with me. The Midnight Prowl. BFF.FM.
since we don't ain't gonna talk to you about no revolution. I ain't gonna talk about no constitution. I ain't gonna talk about anything we used to have. I'm gonna talk about the summer coming. I'm gonna talk about dancing. I wanna see some dancing in the streets. I wanna see some people having fun. I wanna see you people having a good time. I wanna see my people running around. I wanna see some people having fun. I wanna see a good time. Talk about destruction. Don't you know what you can count me? FF.FM
BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Steve Fox here with you on the Midnight Prowl until midnight, of course. Babies, we've been playing a lot of music, and I've been getting down with some heavy thoughts this past week. I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm here sitting with papers that I want to just read to you. I want to read some stuff to you this week. The Washington Post, a very respectable newspaper, has done, for the first time, an expose on a presidential candidate stating that they should never, ever be allowed near the presidency, and that would be Mr. Donald J. Trump. If you are within the sound of my voice, know that you should never let this person near the White House. I'm going to read from their words. They're very intelligent words. Better words than I could write. Better words than I could come up with sitting here on the Midnight Prowl. They state, Donald J. Trump until now is a Republican problem. The past week became a challenge that the nation must confront and overcome. The real estate tycoon is uniquely unqualified to serve as president. In experience, in temperament, he's mounting a campaign of snarl and sneer, not substance. To the extent he has views, they are wrong in their diagnosis of America's problems and dangerous in their proposed solutions. Mr. Trump's politics of denigration and division could strain the bonds that have held a divisive nation together. His contempt for constitutional norms might reveal the nation's two-century-old experiment in checks and balances to be more fragile than we knew. Any of these characteristics would be disqualifying. Together, they make Mr. Trump a peril. We recognize that this is not the usual moment to make such a statement. In an ordinary election year, we would acknowledge the Republican nominee, move on to the Democratic convention, and spend the following months, like other voters, evaluating the candidate's performance in debates, on the stump, and in position papers. This year, we will follow the campaign as always, offering honest views on all of the candidates. But we cannot salute the Republican nominee or pretend that we might endorse him this fall. A Trump presidency. Listen to this, babies. This sentence. A Trump presidency would be dangerous for the nation and the world. Now you might say, oh, Trump, how bad could he be? How bad could he be? That's the point. The point is we don't know. The point is that everything has pointed to him being unhinged everything over this last year that we have seen has pointed to him being a child and children should not be allowed to play with nuclear weapons everything we have seen over the last year babies has made sure in my mind that Donald Trump is a fascist and we say Nazi punks. Fuck off. Fuck off. Overproduced by Martin Hannett. Take four. Why can't you let yourself? Why can't you say it for yourself? Get hardcore, replace your hair with Johnson. Let's inside your head. 
demon Satan's a wee Satan's a my Stem the fire demon Spirits say boo and the paper bursts into fire Stem the fire demon Wild a wild a wild a wild Stem the fire demon Stem the demon of fire Erickson stand for the fire demon on the midnight prowl. Stu Fox hanging with you until midnight right here at BFF.FM. And I'm saying tonight is the beginning of a four-month stint where Stu Fox gets a little bit serious in the way that I talk. Stu Fox is going to be doing everything that he can to take down Donald J. Trump. I am going to use this pulpit of the Midnight Prowl any way I possibly can to make sure Donald J. Trump never sees the inside of the Oval Office. Ever. And here's why. For a long time, we've been squabbling about primaries and candidates who may be arrogant and have done questionable, if not illegal, things. All of that aside, the candidate who stands in front of the Republican Party at this moment is unhinged. That candidate is very likely to start a nuclear exchange. That candidate is not going to be allowed to murder millions upon millions of people through his stupidity, through his ignorance, through his absolute vindictive nature. Donald J. Trump must be defeated. You must vote. You must vote against him. You must. Things I haven't thought about in years. When Fox was growing up, 
One of the things that scared the hell out of me as a little kid was dying in a nuclear holocaust. And when you grew up in the 70s and 80s, it was foremost on your mind sometimes. And then it ended up being hell. We're just going to party till the fucking sun comes up because we're all going to die in a nuclear holocaust. And then it started going away. We started seeing a little bit more sanity with our leaders. We started seeing people talking to one another a little bit more. Hell yeah, there's danger in the world. Hell yeah, people die. It's awful. It's horrible. War is an awful thing. But a nuclear exchange, which is something that Donald J. Trump could very well do by pulling out of NATO, which he has said specifically that he would think about defending our allies of 70 years. These things have been on my mind. These things have been on my mind. Over these next few months, babies, I hope I can do as good a job as Edward R. Murrow. I am nowhere near the league that he was in as a journalist or a broadcaster. I hope I can fit some of these words into my repertoire. This, I believe. By that name, we bring you a new series of radio broadcasts presenting the personal philosophies of thoughtful men and women in all walks of life. In this brief time each night, a banker or a butcher, a painter or a social worker, people of all kinds who need have nothing more in common than integrity, a real honesty, will talk out loud about the rules they live by, the things they have found to be the basic values in their lives. We hardly need to be reminded that we are living in an age of confusion. A lot of us have traded in our beliefs for bitterness and cynicism, or for a heavy package of despair, or even a quivering portion of hysteria. Opinions can be picked up cheap in the marketplace, while such commodities as courage and fortitude and faith are in alarmingly short supply. Around us all, now high like a distant thunderhead, now close upon us with the wet, choking intimacy of a London fog, there is an enveloping cloud of fear. There is a physical fear, the kind that drives some of us to flee our homes and burrow into the ground in the bottom of a Montana valley, like prairie dogs, to try to escape, if only for a little while, the sound and the fury of the A-bombs or the hell bombs or whatever may be coming. There is a mental fear, which provokes others of us to see the images of witches in a neighbor's yard and stampedes us to burn down his house. And there is a creeping fear of doubt, doubt of what we have been taught, of the validity of so many things we had long since taken for granted to be durable and unchanging. It has become more difficult than ever to distinguish black from white, good from evil, right from wrong. What truths can a human being afford to furnish the cluttered nervous room of his mind with? when he has no real idea how long a lease he has on the future. It is to try to meet the challenge of such questions that we have prepared these broadcasts. It has been a difficult task and a delicate one. Except for those who think in terms of pious platitudes or dogma or narrow prejudice and those thoughts we aren't interested in, people don't speak their beliefs easily or publicly. In a way, our project has been an invasion of privacy like demanding a man to let a stranger read his mail. General Lucius Clay remarked, it would hardly be less embarrassing for an individual to be forced to disrobe in public 
than to unveil his private philosophy. Mrs. Roosevelt hesitated a long time. What can I possibly say that will be of any value to anybody else, she asked us. And a railway executive in Philadelphia argued at first that we, we might as well try to engrave the Lord's Prayer on the head of a pin as to attempt to discuss anything thoughtfully in the space of five minutes. Yet, these people and many more have all made distinctive contributions of their beliefs to this series. You will hear from that inspiring woman, Helen Keller, who, despite her blindness, has lived a far richer life than most of us. From author Pearl Buck, sculptor William Zorak, businessmen and labor leaders, teachers and students. Perhaps we should warn you that there is one thing you won't hear, and that is a pat answer for the problems of life. We don't pretend to make this time a spiritual or psychological patent medicine chest where one can come and get a pill of wisdom to be swallowed like an aspirin to banish the headaches of our time. This reporter's beliefs are in a state of flux. It would be easier to enumerate the items I do not believe in than the other way around. And yet, in talking to people, in listening to them, I have come to realize that I don't have a monopoly on the world's problems. Others have their share, often far, far bigger than mine. This has helped me to see my own problems in truer perspective. And in learning how others have faced their problems, this has given me fresh ideas about how to tackle mine. I hope, as you listen to future programs on this, I believe, that they may be of assistance to you in a similar way.
It is just about 11 p.m. here at BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever, and this is Steve Fox with you on the Midnight Prowl. And it's the beginning of something at the Midnight Prowl that I had hoped I would never have to do, but I'm doing it because I only want the party to go on and on and on. But... Fox cannot stand on the sidelines. Fox cannot keep silent. I need to make sure that you all understand how much of a threat Donald Trump is to this country. I may not hit it as hard in the next couple of months every time I'm on the air, but I can tell you that I will be hitting it over and over again to make sure that anyone within the sound of my voice understands that he should never be allowed near the White House. Ezra Klein wrote in Vox this last week. Donald Trump's nomination is the first time American politics has left me truly afraid. I will paraphrase from his article. Donald Trump is not a man who should be president. This is not an ideological judgment. It's not something I would say about Mitt Romney or Marco Rubio. This is not a disagreement over Donald Trump's tax plan or his climate policies. This is about Trump's character, his temperament, his impulsiveness, his basic decency. He's had plenty of time to prove to me and everyone else wrong, but he hasn't. He's not become more responsible or more sober, more decent or more generous, more considered or more informed more careful or more kind. He has continued to retweet white supremacists, make racist comments, pick unnecessary fights, contradict himself on the stump and show almost gleeful disinterest in building a real campaign or learning about policy. He has instead run a campaign based on stoking fear and playing to resentment. Trump is vindictive. The unifying theme of Trump's convention is that the leader of the opposition party should be thrown in jail. Trump didn't like the Washington Post's coverage of his campaign, so he barred its reporters from his rallies and threatened to use the power of the presidency to bring an antitrust suit against the Post's owner, Jeff Bezos. And I may be mispronouncing that. Trump is a sexist. Stories of Trump's casual sexism abound, but during the campaign it was a woman who questioned him who felt the full force of his misogyny. The first Republican debate, for instance, was hosted by Fox News's and moderated by Megyn Kelly, Brett Butler, and Chris Wallace. Kelly wasn't obviously tougher on Trump than her colleagues, but she was the antagonist he focused on, retweeting a follower who said she was a bimbo and saying she had blonde blood coming out of her whatever. Trump is a liar. He boasts constantly that he had the judgment and foresight to oppose the Iraq war, but he didn't. On September 11, 2002, Trump was asked by Howard Stern whether he supported the invasion of Iraq. Yeah, I guess so, he replied. Trump was not sought to explain these comments or offer evidence of an alternative judgment he offered elsewhere. He just lies about this, and he does it often. 
and on and on. More stuff from Ezra Klein as we proceed in the second half or the second hour of the Midnight Prowl. Iggy Pop, Kill City. of his fate set themselves out upon a plate for him to choose what had he to lose not a ghost bloody country all covered with sleep where the black angel did weep not an old city street and he's gone to choose and Warren's brother walked on through the night with his hair and his face long along smith and cut from the night the rally man's patter ran on through the dawn until we said so long to his skull. Shrill yell. Shining brightly, red rimmed and red lined with the time, abused with the choice of the mine on ice skate scraping chunks from the bills. Bleeding razors forget in the pain Antiseptic remains cuckooed by So you 
lie to the cozy brown snow of the east. Gone to choose, choose again. Sacrificials remain, make it hard to forget where you come from. The stools of your eyes serve to realize fame. Choose again. And robing is refrain of the sacrilege recluse for the loss of a horse with the bowels and the tail of a rat. Come again. Choose to go. If Epiphany's terror reduced you to shame, have your head bobbed and weave. Choose a side to the arm. And if the stone glanced off, spit didactics into a the color of mouse trails all screen. Try between if you choose. If you choose, try to lose for the loss of remain. Come and start, start the game. I cheat chi, cheat chi, I.
BFF.FM Best Frequencies Forever. The Midnight Prowl is proud to present Mr. Jello Biafra. Don't believe the hype. We are patriotic citizens too because we care about the long-term effects of what we do and not just short-term ass-kicking to soothe our inner child. Patriotism is defined as love of country, caring about its people, caring about the environment and how we affect other people and their ecosystems. Patriotism does not mean giving blind loyalty and a blank check to George W. Bush. Therefore... It is our patriotic duty to guard this country against people hiding behind the flag and hiding behind War on Terrorism Incorporated and God bless America Uber Alice using the War on Terrorism to terrorize us. Bullying the first neighbor who takes down their flag, that's not very patriotic. Brandon Cruz fronting the fake dead Kennedys, who according to an eyewitness report in Norfolk, Virginia, claimed that I was a terrorist and compared me to Osama bin Laden, claiming I didn't love my country because I was opposing the Bush regime. And then D.H. Peligro supposedly dedicated Holiday in Cambodia to our troops in Afghanistan, saying he supported the war. That's not patriotic. Censoring and silencing Bill Maher and talk show hosts like Peter Werby and trying to get people fired from universities just for saying something like, maybe we should understand people over there. That's not patriotic. Giving more and more power to spy agencies and police already proven to be totally incompetent. That's not patriotic. The TIPS program, trying to create a united Stasi of America. Each of us rat on everybody else. Maybe even get a reward or forgiveness of our credit card debts or (laughs) free trip to Disney World or something. That's not patriotic. These legislators in Florida, Pennsylvania, South Carolina saying to fight terrorism we have to force every school kid to pray to a fundamentalist Christian God in school every day. That's not patriotic. Nor is the army of God who didn't make Ashcroft's current toilet paper roll long list of terrorist organizations even though they sent over 200 envelopes of white powder to abortion clinics and family planning centers. I don't think they're very patriotic either. And I, for one, refuse to be bullied by all these people saying that because of September 11th, we can't laugh when something is funny anymore. Eminem, dressed as Osama bin Laden, that is funny. (laughs) Dick Cheney's security detail, leaving the plans in written form on how they were going to protect him at the Salt Lake City Olympics on the counter of a snowboard store... That is funnier still. John Ashcrack, in a PBS documentary slanted way far to the right, they said that Ashcroft was all ready to unleash a huge blitz against the adult video industry and online porn and all. If he really gets that obsessed with imposing Christian Taliban stuff in all our bedrooms, How about a million nude march on Washington? (laughs) 
One million people rolling around on the Capitol Mall doing all those things Ashcrack says he doesn't like. Another 10,000 on his front lawn doing the same. That, my friends, would amuse me. You know the hip-hop group from Oakland called The Coup? They had a little mishap on September 11th, didn't they? Had to stop the press and have a new cover put into their new album because the old cover showed the Twin Towers blowing up on the front. Oops. (laughs) Scott Ian of the metal band Anthrax moans and groans that he felt so bad about terrorism and the Anthrax scare that he was thinking of changing the band's name to Basket Full of Puppies saying, like, I feel like it's 1937 and my name is Freddie Hitler or something. (laughs) Jerry Falwell, always good for a laugh, assumed the high comic throne when he claimed that the Teletubbies was pushing the homosexual agenda because Tinky Winky carried a purse. Remember that one? Well, both he and Pat Robertson agreed with Osama bin Laden on September 11th saying the towers went down because God is mad at America. Bush and the pretzel. Try not to laugh. Try real, real hard. And then think, why would they even admit that happened? Here was our supposedly strong, rootin' tootin' cowboy president, and he chokes on a pretzel. The only reason they're going to admit that in public, maybe, is because something a lot worse gave him that scar on his cheek. Was it a fight with the missus? Was it blacking out because he was indulging in one of those substances he says he doesn't indulge in anymore? Also, the reports that several of these hijackers were seen days before the hijackings getting drunk in titty bars. That doesn't sound very Islamic to me. But so far, the Excellence in Comedy Award for the War on Terrorism has to go to your friend and mine's the Clear Channel Corporation who, thanks to deregulation laws and the Telecommunications Act of 1996, rammed through once again by the Clinton-Gore regime with help from Newt Gingrich, deregulated the laws about ownership of the airwaves, which are technically belong to the public, so that now, instead of being only able to own one radio station, one TV station per city, you can own as many as you want to. So Clear Channel now owns 1,200 stations, 10% of the total, and they pipe in the same dreck and horrible music and dumbed down almost non-existent right-wing slanted news reports and people wonder why we want pirate radio and we want internet radio. We want underground music and underground performances so you don't have a situation where Clear Channel owns the radio station and Clear Channel owns the venue and owns the promotion company and only Clear Channel events can be advertised on Clear Channel radio stations. Wrong. But they still have the comic relief ward because somebody with way too much time on their hands took it upon themselves to make a list and send it out to all these Clear Channel stations listing all the songs they felt shouldn't be played on the air anymore because they might make people think of terrorism and the tragedies of September 11th. So now, at least on Clear Channel, listeners are free from being terrorized by 
Obladee Oblada by the Beatles. <laughs> On Broadway by the Drifters. Johnny Angel by Shelley Fabre, maybe the worst song I've ever heard in my life, even worse than Sheryl Crow. So Mammy Crow Channel's doing us a favor here. I mean, after all, three Elton John songs had to go, too. Now you can listen to Clear Channel and not be terrorized by Benny and the Jets, Daniel, or Rocket Man. I mean, that's doing me a favor. I heard one Elton John song once, and I never, ever wanted to be terrorized by him again. Also on the Clear Channel list, you won't be terrorized by What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Or, come on, people now, smile on your brother, everybody get together, try and love one another right now. Band! Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Not anymore. Ban, ban. Might make people think of terrorism if you do that. Cat Stevens gets nailed, too, for terroristic images like Peace Train. And mourning has broken. Rock the Casbah is banned. All Rage Against the Machine is banned. Imagine by John Lennon is banned. New York, New York by Frank Sinatra is banned. And not a moment too soon for some of us, I might add. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Gone. Banned. Terroristic. A winner, everybody's heard about the bird.
BFF.FM. It's the Ramones on the Midnight Prowl. Surfing bird. Sometimes you need a little bit of insanity to break into the horror that's happening right now with the American election. Because, ladies and gentlemen, as I've said all night long, this is the beginning of Steve Fox blasting Donald Trump every single week. I will not, on my watch, allow him into the White House. I was reading earlier from Ezra Klein's piece in Vox where he keeps calling Trump out on many different levels, and he's called him, of course, vindictive, a bigot, sexist, a liar. He's also a narcissist. Take a listen to this. Trump's towering self-regard worked for him as a real estate developer. His real business was licensing his name out for building, menswear, golf courses, stakes, etc. and so forth. A bit of narcissism is necessary to become a global brand. That trait is maladaptive in a presidential candidate. The most recent example was the 28 minutes he spent talking about himself when he was supposed to be introducing Mike Pence, his vice presidential candidate, for the first time. The most grotesque example was when he responded to the deadliest mass shooting in American history by tweeting, and I quote, appreciate the congrats for being right on radical Islamic terrorism, end quote. Trump admires authoritarian dictators for their authoritarianism. When NBC's, MSNBC's, Joe Scarborough asked Trump about his affection for Vladimir Putin, who kills journalists, political opponents, and invades countries. Trump replied, quote, he's running his country, and at least he's a leader, unlike what we have in this country, end quote. But it's not just Putin. Trump has praised Saddam Hussein because he, quote, killed terrorists, end quote. He did that so good. He didn't read them their rights. Trump also went on to say, you've got to give Kim Jong-un credit. He goes in, he takes over, he's the boss. It's incredible. It's not just that Trump admires these authoritarians. It's that the thing he admires about them is their authoritarianism. Their ability to dispense with the niceties like a free press, due process, political opposition, what do you think is going to happen if Trump becomes president? Listen. Think. Trump is a conspiracy theorist. As he burst onto the scene as a leader of the absurd birther movement, he said that Bill Ayers is the real author of Barack Obama's Dreams of My Father, explained that the unemployment rate in America is really over 40%, and suggested that both Anton, Anton, Antonin Scalia excuse me, and Vince Foster were murdered. Trump is gullible. Related to his conspiracy theories, of course, Trump has a habit of believing and retweeting bad information that sounds good to him at the time. Among other things, he retweeted false crime statistics, 
He retweeted Mussolini quotes from a Twitter account called Il Duce. He's promoting a fake video claiming a protester who rushed the stage was sent by ISIS. He's endorsing a National Enquirer report suggesting Ted Cruz's dad helped kill JFK. When pressed about these sundry embarrassments, he says, quote, all I know is what's on the internet, end quote. Babies, Donald Trump is a danger to the United States of America. And as it says, Steve Fox may have been a rising star in the 90s, but he has a strong sense of patriotism. Donald J. Trump must be defeated come November. Donald J. Trump must be thrown to the ash heap of history, ladies and gentlemen. Let's listen to some garbage.
which aims at the emancipation, economic, social, political, and spiritual of the human race. Take off the 
BFF.FM Best Frequencies Forever San Francisco's own The Nerve Revolution Right here on the Midnight Prowl Steve Fox I am with you every week I am with you Every time I come on the air Every time I'm here, babies I am with you And I'm with you all week long And I want to say Tonight I've hit it pretty hard how much Donald Trump is a danger to this country, this nation, and globally. And I will continue to hit it over these next four months until we make sure he never, ever gets into the White House. It is a clear and present danger that Donald Trump brings to this campaign. I know it might be a bummer sometimes, but we got to pull our pants up, pull our boots up, tell Donald Trump, go fuck yourself, man. That's the way it is. That's the news from this side of Radio Free America. Till next time, good night. Good luck. The broken city and fire You judge your fan To move back on your own Black is moment that goes dance Of this land G-O-L-G-O-T-H-L Give me a fire So I know that I'm failed I've been in this storm So damn long G-O-L-G-O-T-H-L
FF.FM
together We're talking about together now Maybe I'll be there to shake your hand Maybe I'll be there to share the land That they'll be giving away When we all live together Together, together Shake your hand You know I'll be standing by I'll help you if you're worried Shake your hand no,
Yeah. 